0: Corporate to Calm Podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change. What motivated them to move from corporate to calm? Hey there. You are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I am speaking with Adele Hayes from Accelerate Accounting. Adele is a chartered accountant. She's a mum. And more recently, she is a business owner. And in that business of Accelerate Accounting, she has excelled over the past couple of years. She has created what she calls a boutique accounting service for uh, entrepreneurs and She is going from strength to strength with her online programs and what she is offering. So I cannot wait for you to hear all the tips Adele has for your finances and hear her journey from corporate to CAM.
1: Hi Adele, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the Corporate to CAM podcast. We'll dive straight in. Tell me a bit about you and uh, how you came to be here.
2: So I am Edel Hayes from Accelerate Accountant, and we're an accountant service that offer a boutique accounting practice for women in business, particularly small and medium-sized businesses. And our whole philosophy is around changing how the entrepreneurs deal with your accountant or interact with your accountant. Because I just think that idea of seeing your accountant at the end of the year, tax return time um is just stale and outdated. And to be honest, any information you're getting at that point
1: is of no use to you apart from paying the tax. And the panic the panic that sets in.
2: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So my philosophy is around um financial education for business owners because I just see that like education or a bit of confidence in this area of your business makes a huge difference. And regardless of your size, like you know, you might want to start growing your business, you might not, you might be happy where it's at but a small amount of financial information, uh, financial information, or financial knowledge can change how you make decisions in your business. So we like to build that into like how we work with our clients. Um, so, yeah, so that's it, basically.
1: And where did you start? Where, what? How has your career progressed to um, open and accelerate accounting? Where, where did you begin life?
2: A long and winding road. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I started off in investment banking, in Citibank, a long, long time ago. Wow.
0: Um,
2: Yeah. So I did that for a few years before I did what a lot of Irish people do, went off to Asia for about six months and then to Australia for two years. And while I was away, though, I quickly realized the work I was doing in Citibank would have meant I was basically stuck with the international banks and probably stuck in the IFSC in Dublin forever there was no work outside of that and I started appreciating at that stage because I'd been away like flexibility and work-life balance that was becoming a lot more important to me so when I came back from Australia I decided to retrain and become an accountant and yeah so when I went in I was probably a few years older than like all the other trainees not by much but just a little bit and not giving my age away (laughs) Uh, and (laughs) yeah so but I was completely focused, whereas they were kind of coming out of college or coming out of school, doing that kind of track. I was like, I want this to be a career that's going to give me flexibility in my location and my time. I knew that from the get go at that stage. I didn't have a plan bigger than that, but that's what I knew. Um, and then when I qualified, I moved into different corporate roles in different um types of businesses. So I've worked in like Apple Greens, like software companies, banking companies. It's been very different. But how Accelerate came to be was I had my second child and at that stage I was working in Dublin. And I was probably leaving at 6 30 in the morning at home at six, like so many other people. I lived until there. Yeah. yeah. And I when I had my second child I realized oh my God, like this is not sustainable at all. Never mind the fact that I just wasn't seeing my children. It was, I felt like I had a giant stopwatch over my head. Yeah. And every second of the day, I was speeding up the road. God, thank God I never had an accident because I was flying up and down that M7, racing everywhere. Like everything was a race. Everything was pressure. The stress.
1: stress. Yes.
2: It was intense. And I just thought, and then my mood was terrible because I was stressed. So when I was seeing my kids, it felt like even that was like the guilt, Because there wasn't enough time. It was like a whole big mess. And I thought, no, this is not, this isn't why I had a family. So I said, I thought the solution was finding a job close to home, stop the commute. So I did. And I found a job probably 10 minutes away from the house. Mm -hmm. And to say it was a horror show would be saying it lightly. It
1: was.
2: Yeah. On paper, it was perfect. Perfect. Same packages, working in Dublin, all of that, which is, again, what you're kind of...
1: amazing when yeah. you think that you know sometimes the, the the money doesn't transfer
2: exactly and that's why like particularly if you're working outside of dublin that's tends to be what you find but when i was so i joined there in the november and before the christmas i got an email to tell me they were selling the company they had a buyer and what i worked on the company valuation because it was all going to be sold by march so when i when I had talked to the recruitment agents, obviously this was a bit of a shock. She had said, oh yeah, it was advertised as a permanent role, but clearly this was, they couldn't get someone in a contract role, which I found that they tried to hire before often as a permanent role. So it was not a nice thing for them to do, but basically they always knew this was like a six month job. Right. Yeah. And I felt so angry because I thought I'd left a permanent job. I'd left a good job. I'd been offered other jobs and I turned them down. So I'd always had like my own clients, maybe like four or five yeah. clients that just on the side, just a side thing while I was working. And after that issue with that role, I just lost trust. And I thought if I go back to the job market and look for, I knew I'd find it a job, no problem. But I just thought I don't trust anyone <laughs> bar myself. And I just thought all the energy and effort I put into the roles I do. I'm going to put into my own role and my own business and I'm going to, I'm going to back back myself basically. Amazing. So, yeah. So that's how it all came to be. Um, it was a case of like the work that was out there no longer suited my family life.
0: Yeah.
2: And I, that incident gave me the confidence to say, actually I trust myself more than I trust most employers out there. Yeah. Not to say they're all like that. I just had a very bad experience, but um, it gave me the push to kind of do it. That's why I started. And then on the other side of that, I saw that there were so many friends of mine who are entrepreneurs that just didn't have ongoing support. Yeah. You know, they had that end of year experience that I always talk about, but they couldn't tell you how the business was performing month to month. Or it was a big deal to get that kind of information when really you should have that to hand at any stage. So yeah. I knew there was a gap in the market there for, yeah. for what people were getting. So that's how it came to be.
1: So when did you when when did, did Accelerate Accounting start then? So like I know you were saying you had a couple of clients and everything like that. But when did you decide, OK, I'm I'm going to start on on working on this? Was it a couple of years ago? Was it pre-pandemic? Was it during?
2: It was pre-pandemic. It was 2019. OK, so that company was sold in like the March or the April it was. And I was up and running in May 2019. And straight away, I did have clients because I got, like, most of my business would work through referrals. So I was happy enough the first few months. Like, obviously, most businesses, like I always tell my clients, it takes probably six months for things to start really rolling. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to put all that effort in in the beginning, but to really see the benefits six months is usually what I see. And that was my experience. So 2019, it was, again, just kind of just got up and running. But I run a virtual accounting practice. Yeah. So that means all information is shared virtually. Um, most of our meetings would have been on Zoom pre-pandemic anyway, unless again someone was local, but like my clients could be anywhere in Ireland. Um and younger business owners business owners had no problem with that. That was completely normal.
0: Yeah.
2: But I think COVID validated that structure much more.
1: Yeah. So you were ahead of the, of the curve.
2: Without realizing it, yeah, yet. I didn't plan it that way at all. Like that might sound really like, oh, I had that strategy, not at all. Um, it was I knew I had seen American firms work like that, virtual right. account Most people don't care where their accountant is, like they really don't. Um, as long as you've got the work done, you've got the information you need and you've got the support. Um, you're not gonna be sitting in your accountant's office every yeah. week. Like, you yeah. know, it's not gonna happen. So for me, it was about having a lean business, an agile business, something that was flexible. And being fully virtual gave me that option. Kept costs low as well in those first yeah. few months when you're not sure how Absolutely. things it work. Um, so yeah, so when I let when COVID happened, I had all my systems and processes in place. I just continued on as normal. But COVID validated that structure a bit more.
1: And do you think um you you mentioned systems and processes and the fact that we were a little bit ahead of the curve on Zoom? Is it was that the main contributor to your growth over covid or was there anything else um, that that, that you saw um, helped you grow
2: I think yeah I definitely helped because it meant I didn't have that learning curve that some people had right yeah I I was ready like it always it was the way I was doing business already but I think it brought in a lot more clients because potential clients were now online themselves yeah so that's where they were spending their time and then seeing someone that was very much in that space it just it probably generated more awareness for the brand and for the company so I got a lot more um clients coming in because of that I think so yeah. it's hard to know but the systems and the processes yeah they definitely they keep things moving to be honest they things keep keep things ticking over without spending 60 hours a week in the business
1: yeah so that's helps your efficiency and obviously that's part of what you want to transfer to your clients and everything like that do you delegate anything in your business like what what any anything that you might feel that that isn't your strength and you're not going to waste your time on that and it would be proven to be better in somebody else's hands
2: yeah like i'll delegate <laughs> it sounds terrible i'll delegate whatever i can yeah um, okay. and so i have a virtual assistant. And I know everyone talks about virtual assistants now, but it's they're not the be-all and end-all for everything in your business. So right. some people jump to that very quickly. But I was quite calculated about getting a virtual assistant. Um, I have a bookkeeper that works part-time and I have an accountant that works part-time with me as well. Okay. Um, what I did before delegating was the nerd in me made a spreadsheet and kind of listed all those tasks that I was doing in the business. Just everything. In client delivery, in admin, in marketing, in growth for the business, whatever it's going to be. And then I just start highlighting like what didn't have to be me. Right. And start trying to group them together. Well, first off, it showed me where I needed help straight away, which was in the client delivery. And then the admin was actually second, which surprised me. I thought, if oh, I get a virtual assistant, this will be the answer. And it wasn't, I needed a bookkeeper. Um, but the virtual assistant i had a very clear set amount of tasks that i wanted help with them i had a very clear kind of profile of what i wanted and what i needed so that's when i took on a, a virtual assistant and again covid it it's opened up new ways of expanding your team i think to people whether it's freelancers or contractors or employees there's so many different options now mm-hmm. and for me again with the education piece for women in business i want to build my team to attract women in that kind of similar way Mm -hmm. because like we were chatting earlier on, like I think there's a massive untapped pool of talent there in women that are probably mothers nine to five doesn't suit them Monday to Friday mightn't suit them. And they just want something that's slightly different to the norm Mm -hmm. to suit their family life. There's women out there that are absolutely fantastic at what they do. Maybe you're unhappy in a role they're in or they've stepped back because they just don't think those opportunities are there. And I think there's plenty of ways of finding work for those, that kind of sector people. And I love That's the kind of team I want to build. I want to bring those women into my team, basically. Because it's just a different way of thinking.
1: So writing all of those um things down and you know what you spend time on and what you need help with like that became you know that's nearly an efficiency tool in your business and you're able to see is that something that you suggest to your clients to do where you spend spend spending the bulk of time like is that part of the systems and processes that you provide for the clients as well
2: yeah I always tell my clients to do it like I normally say time track once a quarter I actually, I'm coming across as such a nerd, but I'm an accountant, so it's okay. Um, (laughs) But like, if you, when you sit down to actually track your time, if you did over a week and then split that time into those categories of where's it going, you will be shocked. Every single time I do it, I'm shocked because I might say this week, oh God, that's where everything's going. I'll change how things are working. But over a course of a a few months, I'll drift away from what I should be doing. Right.
0: Everybody
2: everybody does it. So I'll try and get back on track. That's why I do it once a quarter. But I'm always shocked at what it turns out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's something that needs to be, as you say, it needs to be done all the time. Like, you know, we need to to be checking all the time. Would that be one of um, your your top three tips? Or like if if you're talking to a new business owner or an existing business owner, what would you say to them that they could do today to change their business immediately?
2: I would say like that, be hyper aware where your time is going unless you do want to spend 60 or 80 hours a week in your business, yeah. which I don't think anyone wants to really do that. Um, like for me, it's about the time I spend in the business getting as much out as possible. And that um, that's it. I don't want to work those kind of crazy hours. You see some people do it. So I would always be hyper where your time is going. If it doesn't need to be you to do those tasks, try and find support, like outsource if you can. And like say, it might be three hours a week. It doesn't have to be you know, a full-time staff member so many different options now um i would say to them from my side of things get a good bookkeeping system from the start and again it can be google sheets or excel but once you get to grips with that and you're you know your numbers in the early days that building that habit makes it so much easier for when your business does grow or does get off the ground if you're starting out it's all about establishing that process and that routine so that when you grow it's second nature it, it's not a stress fear um because people will it will be the stress of the unknown is worse than just getting to grips with it to be yeah. honest yeah, you know, that's what I find for my clients um yeah
1: and so that's it's so funny you're talking about that because I've had so many conversations with um women over the past year and not taking the chance of delegating some, you know, whether it be a bookkeeper or whether it be a VA, because they feel that it would take too much time for them to do it. Do you know that way it was like, and and I'm trying to say to them, but if you invested kind of 10 or 20 hours now, you would save hundreds of hours in the future by having those processes down. Like, you know what I mean? And and sometimes it's just, the it's nearly a control thing. And and you just have to let go, isn't it? Totally.
2: And like the way I do it.
1: um,
2: So like you say, I use Loom, you know, for recording videos. Um, I think there's a free option. And then like it's like eight euro a month. It's not expensive. So Loom. Loom, yeah. It's one of my favorite tools. Okay. So if I'm giving a staff member a new task or I brought, let's say I bring on a new person, I'll do it and I'll record it. So they've got the recording and I'll just talk when I'm doing it. I'm doing this because blah blah blah. I record so they've got the recording, then I'll do it one time with them. And then I'll watch them do it one time. So that's only three times, really. That's really got that clever. Recording. They and they can go back, you know yourself. If I'm learning something, I'll be like, Yeah, yeah, I took notes. And I'll need to go back and watch the video for ten times before yeah. I really get it. Like, but it means then so that's the three times I've spent with them. Yeah. And then obviously we we Obviously I answer any questions and we work together. But what I do is I get the staff member then to write a job procedure for it. So they'll write SOP, standard operating procedure. And it's usually just a one pager of how to do whatever the new task is. But they'll then record Loom videos if they want it, instead of doing like a whole detailed thing, they'll do it. So it means that if they're off sick or if I need to take it over and I have forgotten how to do it, or there's a new member coming on board, it's there. It's like a one-page document. That's probably like a ten-minute video or something with a couple of notes on it. But they've got that process there, and it means that it saves me time answering queries. Um, and it's also a it contingency thing for the business. If anything happens to a staff member or me, like we like I went on holidays for three weeks there in April. All the documents were there if anyone needed to cover something while I was gone. Just, just most. Doc, most processes are documented at this stage but that saves huge time when you're taking on a new staff member so if it's a va for two hours a week you could quickly do like a couple of five minute videos this is how i manage my email this is how i manage my files this is how i create my content whatever it's going to be absolute game changer
1: and that is such a simple idea but I've never heard it before. So it's, it's, that's huge, Adele. That's, that's so unique because as I say, so many people don't want to let control of their business and imagine the balance and the life they'll get back if they do.
2: Yeah. Like it's makes a huge change. And You're trying to really like outsource anything. And like I say, just not to be fearful of outsourcing. It can be any shape or form particularly if you're the business owner you can dictate what shape or form that's going to be and it doesn't have to be an ongoing relationship it can be a project yeah. you know i need yeah. to get a handle on my content for my social media for six months i'll give someone a project to create six months worth of content in a month or two weeks or whatever i don't know what way we're working yeah. but like that can give that that buys you back that time particularly yeah. now this time if it was the summer months and you do have a small business and you're thinking oh my god like i've so much to do and the kids will be off school you can easily get someone in to help for a short space of time and do a project for you and and then that's it you're back to maybe just yourself in september or whatever it's going to work just think flexibly about it because all those options are out there
1: absolutely absolutely and talking about loom and and recording yourself and everything like that. You you are a, a self-confessed introvert and uh, more and more I'm seeing you in front of the social media camera and I'm sure um, we'll talk about your online programs that, that you appear on screen for them. How do you drive yourself to do it? Like, do you get inspiration from anywhere or is it just a, having a word with yourself to get in front of the camera and and, and simply do it? It's
2: having a word with myself. <laughs> It is, it's inc- like, yeah, I am an introvert. It's not my natural tendency. So to get out there, like I think everybody finds a little bit awkward. Maybe it's just me, but I think everyone, a lot of people find it awkward. Um, My thing is I just pretend like I'm talking to one person. Yeah. So like if I'm, like I do masterclasses and if I do a masterclass, I'll have to have one of my team members be like the first person on the screen. And I just talk to them because... Right if i see a lot of faces i know i'll panic um and then if it's on social media I, it's i do i just have a word of myself and i don't overthink about it i just yes. i'm just gonna do it it's gonna be 10 minutes of my time just do it get off it pretend it doesn't exist run away um but that's that's what i found is the only thing because unfortunately it is essential for your business mm-hmm. like marketing of your business is there's so many different ways to do it but social media is a massive part now and it's all about visibility particularly if you're in a service-based business or you're an online business people have to know you're there and that really is about telling people about what you're doing and who you are and kind of sharing some of the personal side of it like you know really who you are as a person um the comment I get back mostly from people is that like I would be relatable because I talk about being a small business owner as well as being an accountant so um that helps people. Like if they're thinking, if they're sitting on the fence about working with you or working with your, buying from your business, you know, people seeing you as a the person behind the business might be the thing that makes them make the decision to actually purchase from you. So, mm-hmm. it's just
1: a necessary evil. A, a necessary evil, but it builds trust as well, isn't that it? It's, you know, that's we were we were talking briefly about trust before we came on. Like it's, that's huge. And what I really see as well is that what i strive for and and what i can see you are is it's your authenticity and your personality to shine through so no matter if you're an introvert and extrovert and uh, uh, you know if you genu- genuinely care for your clients and you want to help them that will shine through no matter what and that's definitely what you what what you can see um you're such a hard worker and you took 3 weeks off there which i'd say was it, Very hard initially, but you you probably got into it. Where does that hard work ethic come from? Um,
2: I'd say it's probably definitely my parents because they were the exact same. Like, you know, they were my dad has had his own business, my brother has his own business. Um through all the recessions, like, you know, they kept on going. Like it's just it's it's definitely for my parents. Um, and we like I grew up in Talent. Yeah. And like when we were in Tala, we were mom and dad were just obsessed about like education, working hard, like all of that, um, and they always were pushing us like what, like what you know that idea of like well, what do you want to do? What you do, like? Where do you want to go? What kind of like that idea of visualizing what life do you want to have? Yeah, you know they always taught, like thought bigger things for us, um. And they very much gave us that kind of spark of like, anything's possible. If you really mm-hmm. want to put your head down and do the work, you can do whatever you want. Like, you know, if you're not willing to do that, like, you know, your life would be very different. So it's just that kind of motivation that's come from them, I think. Um, and again, that thing of like, if you lo- if you like the work you're doing, it's just so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I love seeing different businesses and what people are doing within their businesses that kind of like lights a spark in me like you know especially when you see people that are like going from the early stages I was chatting about this with someone else the other day when you take like someone might sign up with me and it's their first year and then when you see them over the years how they're changing and their business is changing and growing or maybe their work-life balance is better or whatever it's going to be whatever their version of success is like when you see that it's just it's amazing like you know there's people in Ireland that are doing unreal things and they're small business owners and you know probably no one not many people apart from their clients or their customers will know about it yeah it's just that i love that i love i love entrepreneurship to be honest i love when i see people kind of going for something yeah Um, and sometimes it doesn't work but it's that idea of like fail fast like just off, fail fast and
1: fail forward isn't that it
2: yeah exactly like i love that phrase that's that's like we have that on our blackboard downstairs in the kitchen like that's the idea that like you know life is full of opportunities like you just have to take them or go for them and they yeah. might not work out but you know you'll find something else that might be better for you might be better suited for you so that's kind of the mentality that we've always had
1: so what else gets you out of bed in the morning so like obviously you're working in a business that you know it's your passion what what else motivates you to get out of that bed in the morning uh,
2: like family definitely. like i we were like again chatting before we started like you know I have two young kids and like again trying to see what kind of when you think of what life they can have or what they might want like the idea of like just just grabbing life and just like living life that sounds so cliche but life is for a living and Mm -hmm. I just don't like standing still like people will give out to me like family members just relax just like chill out but I just I get sparked by so many different things. Like, like we mentioned there, the trip, like I love seeing a different places in the world, I love traveling. That's really my passion, to be honest. Thank God COVID's over. Um, and <laughs> that's what I love. But then I love just experiencing things at home and like in Ireland and things like that. But just living life, taking every opportunity that comes your way. That's really something. There's always something new to be doing or something new to
1: be getting on with. Like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's funny now you're saying about your family um, telling you to, to slow down and everything like that. What do you do for you? What do you do to switch off? Like, forget about the business, forget about the kids. How does Adele kind of go, okay, I need time out for me. What would you do? Uh,
2: yeah, like I was saying there, like getting out on the bench. Like, I love exploring new places. Like, just going for a walk, going for a hike, like whatever it's going to be. Like, I love being out like that um that's the main thing or then like probably a lot of people like reading I love reading like absolutely love it again it's that idea of like you can hear stories you never would in your everyday life yeah like through different books and that and um, they're my main two things for traveling and getting to see new places is amazing like my mother was slagging me yesterday because I'm 40 next year and I booked my trip to Iceland amazing I was like, yeah I was like that's my on my bucket list I need to go there I need to see it And the kids are going around talking about like the Blue Lagoon and things like this. And it's like a year away. But I was saying to her, like, you know, you have to kind of plan these things. Like, you know, like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, I want to do that. I'll book at the last minute. But I'm like, no, I need this to happen because this will give me so much joy. So it's going to happen. So I'm going to book it now. So I know that's a certainty. Like that has to happen because that will just. That'd be amazing. To me. That's the kind of thing that gives me real joy, like seeing places yes.
1: that've never been. And I love that. I love the fact that your kids are talking about it and everything like that because I speak to other parents and they're like, "Oh, we haven't told them. We're not going to tell them till the night before." And for me, I remember as a kid, the most exciting thing about a holiday or an event was the sleeps up to it and the lead up to it like that was it's so exciting I mean I yeah. can't imagine like I my my kids are always like you know how many sleeps till my birthday how many sleeps till my holidays and it could be a hundred but they're still like yes yeah that's it and even like when we when I met my husband I met in Australia
2: he's a tip man though <clears throat> and we always said oh when we have family we'll travel with them like you know like you know give them that kind of interest in seeing new places early on and um now that like my little fella wants to go to leecham the whole time because he family there and my daughter loves dueling like it's not like they're going like jetting yeah, all over yeah. the world or like you know um near us is killing thomas woods or the shlee blue mountains they love those kind of places but just that like that idea of like you know getting out and about and like going and doing things they're just they love that so i love that that's kind of already kind of ingrained in them
0: nearly yeah so yeah
2: absolutely. it's probably crazy telling
1: about next all they already. for no absolutely not absolutely it. not i love that i love that but you know what else um is just coming 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 to my head now as well is that I, I i know you have a good team around you and everything but it's the the transferability of your business that you don't have to be in ireland or in you know your home or your office to do your business. You could be in Dublin, you could be in Leitrim, you could be in Australia, you could be in Iceland. You know, I know that obviously that when you're on holidays, you want to to switch off. But if you did want to upsticks for a couple of months, you can do that and work remotely from wherever yeah. you are.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, like there's a lot of businesses that could do that. Now, obviously, there's the ones that can't. But like when you think about how you're setting up a business. It's important for me to, like, especially with my clients, I will say to build those kind of things into your business where you can like systemize and streamline things where you can so that it makes it easier for you to step away. Maybe not step away completely. Yeah. You know, you will probably always be on the phone or whatever, <clears throat> but to make it easier that you can take that time off because uh, for me, my worst nightmare would be creating a business that is needs my attention. 24 7 yeah and i can't take time off yeah. so then i might as well go back to corporate work yeah do you know what i mean so it's it's always remembering why you create the business and for me it was the flexibility right back when i said i'm going to retrain to be an accountant i didn't know i was going to own my own accounting practice but back then i said flexibility and location of flexibility and time they were the two things i wanted money was after that it was the yeah. flexibility really one because i knew i was going to have a family too, because I love to travel. I, I always had that, um. But I don't like nine to five, Monday yeah. to Friday. It just it kills me. It kills my soul. Like I yeah. love the flexibility of saying, like yesterday midterm break, I took one day off. I, I had no appointments. I took one day off. That's fine. But I worked yesterday evening. Yeah, for maybe three hours. And I might do that on Friday again because midterm break, I might take Friday off and maybe work Thursday evening instead of Thursday daytime. That flexibility is what it kind of keeps me motivated in the business as well, because there's no way I was going to create a business that was going to be as draining as corporate work can be. Yeah. And that's for me, that's my version of success. That's what yeah. motivates me. For others, it's different. And I see it with clients, like everyone's version of success is different. Um, And it's really once you tap into what it is for you, what really motivates you, your business will change, like completely change. And what you get from the business will completely change. Mm -hmm. So I always have that chat with clients that come on board, like, like, what's this all for? Like, what's what success means to you on a weekly basis? Is it working 20 hours a week? Is it working 40 hours a week? Is it the fact that you want to be able to work at any stage or have your team do it and just manage a team? what does it look like like what's that mean to you so it's really important to tap into
1: that and then from that like you're talking about your clients and and you know one-on-one and everything like that but then to kind of bring it into that masterclass and bring it into that online program and everything what has that given to you like as in having that Stream there that that could be quite passive, really, for you. Do you know what I mean? It's another element to your business and everything like that. What what do you offer um your clients online in masterclasses on your programs?
2: So the main at the moment was well, a few. So there's a bookkeeping for business owners. I need to come up with catch your name for that, but there's only <laughs> is bookkeeping only gets so We've got excited. a bit of alliteration there. <laughs> you bookkeeping can. for business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's only going to get some exciting, isn't it? Um. So that's really for business owners who want to like DIY it themselves. And maybe you're starting out and you really just don't know where to start. Yeah. So like what your sales invoices should look like, you know, what expenses are deductible? Like what, what do you actually need to do to do your bookkeeping every month? Um. And then in January, I launched the Profit Academy. So that was really, that's probably going to be a once a year thing, I think. That was really over six weeks taking business owners who already have an income stream, but really need to be paying themselves consistently to have a plan for their tax, to have a plan for the cash in their business. And it's it's all about setting it up as a sustainable business so that, you know, if there's months where there's lower income, you still have a plan, you're still building in um, a level of security for yourself. So it's future proof in your business is the way I look at it. So that's the Profit Academy really getting into the detail with, like, the, your business finances. So I'll probably, that'll probably launch once a year. I'd say every January I'll launch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cumming is a kind of start-your-own-business course. Again, I needed a better name for it. Um, but it's taking your business from, like, your idea to generating an income and what you need to do in between, like, taking the concepts of, like, what you're actually thinking of doing. Um, how to analyze and see if they're worthwhile basically to start actually putting in the effort and then what you need to do to kind of get the business like up and registered and all the practicalities in between so that you're generating a steady income from it so that should be September and I will come up with a better name for it before then
1: <laughs> very exciting very exciting and um, our so you're saying that like the the start your own business is that would that is that in person with you is it um recorded loom videos I'm thinking of you how how does that work they're going to be um
2: pre-recorded videos yeah so they'd be self-paced yeah so that should be good now it's something that people have asked for so many times yeah but again it's just putting it together into like one container and having a nice flow to it so I think that part is missing in a lot of these kind of things where it's like when you have new ideas, because entrepreneurs can have a thousand ideas a day, how to actually take that concept and see, is it is it a viable business idea? So
0: yeah.
2: the idea, idea to income, like can it generate, generate income? Um, and it's just the process. There's the name I, of your course. Yeah. There, idea okay. to income. Yeah, have it now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really just, trying to get a business owner to think the way um, if they had an accountant in house, like what conversations would you be having yes. with your accountant? Yeah. And when you're at the stage where you don't have an in-house accountant, you need, you have a gap in, you have a knowledge gap in. And the idea is for us is that that gap most likely will be plugged by the business owner in the early days as you're trying to get to grips with everything. But that education means that when you, when your business is growing and you do have someone helping, you can have those conversations. You can ask the right questions. You're so fully informed in your business finances and know what's going on, so mm-hmm. it's all about taking control. Basically, and being confident and chatting about them and talking about them. Yep. Um, how like that are your business because we've all seen businesses start and kind of fail two and three years in for different reasons, um, or people that don't pay themselves. Yes, that's my that's my biggest gripe with people. Like, why aren't you paying yourself? Um, and it's to try and move people away from that way of thinking and. and slowly but surely get you to the point you're paying yourself consistently every month and you're future proofing your business so
1: absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. um what is your proudest moment
2: my proudest moment mm-hmm. um this is really tricky um for the business probably when i closed 2021 the business had grown by 40 percent on the wow. year yeah it was Amazing. a good year so and in terms of the number of clients, the revenue and profits um but when I saw the numbers of number of clients and the type of clients I was working with, I was just so proud because i said i start, i started out with this idea that it was really it was women in business that I wanted to help because I think women are more likely to be open about these conversations around yes. their business finance with another woman and they were the type of people I wanted to help and that's what when when I looked at it like for the whole year that's exactly the sort of people that I was taking on board and they were were attracted to what I was doing so it felt like okay this actually I'm on the right track
0: basically
1: yeah absolutely absolutely that's that's amazing 40% growth especially during um lockdowns and a pandemic as well so it's that is really something to be proud of Um, and you know
2: what so many people started businesses during COVID yeah yeah because I think it was a combination of one there was people that were redundant and maybe just took the opportunity and then there was people that realized again life is short like and if you have an idea why are you sitting like and just waiting for it to happen like just make it happen and take the chance. That's yeah, I definitely people had that kind of mentality during COVID. So a lot of new businesses during that phase.
1: And uh, tell me something that a lot of people know about you.
2: Um, I'm a great cook. I love cooking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cooking is my other passion, actually. Which I should have said that earlier on. Mostly because I like eating nice food. So I had to learn how to cook it. Um, But that is something like I could spend like the whole weekend. Like, you know looking at recipes, picking recipes, buying the food, picking the good food, cooking it. Love it. Absolutely love it.
1: So what's your what's your kind of top recipes? Are your top uh, dishes to cook?
2: They're always like the, the staple favorites because obviously we really found food here, not fancy. Chilli, Mexican food, and then Chilli Calcari. Like, oh, my God, they're my favorites. Love. Um, Yeah. And curries, Indian food, that kind of thing. Love
1: think
2: Yeah, like that. Love messing around with spices and that. So, yeah, that's probably something nobody really knows about. Me. That and then my love for travel. Like, now, now that we've opened back up, oh, my God, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, if it's West Cork, I don't care. Like, change scenery is, like, just revitalizes me. So, I love that stuff. Love it.
1: amazing amazing um so at corporate cam we're all about taking a risk to create your own happiness what advice would you give to somebody who's about to take that leap
2: mostly just go for it yeah just go for it because like i always say what's the worst that can happen you can just go and get another job there's always jobs there if you really want to find one um that might be a simplified approach to it but i really do think you'll Procrastinate and taking the risk. So just leap in. um And then, <clears throat> from the practical side of it, because I am an like accountant, be realistic about that startup budget that you might need.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Some businesses are very easily set up, there's not a lot of upfront costs, but you also need to factor in, like we said there, paying yourself. Like, so what income do you need for those first few months when maybe you don't have? A client base or something like that to generate income. So be realistic about it. Like I know when I started my business, I knew the time frame I had that the business needed to be generating income and generating profit and paying. Yeah,
1: yeah. And how many people know that? Very few. Yeah, very
2: few people will factor everything in. Um, but that is important. Again, thinking, think about longevity. Whatever you're going to be starting, you want to be thinking: How is this going to work long term? How's it going to pay me long term? And how will it sustain months where there's leaner months there's always going to be months in every single business so that's the practical side of it like so leap in just go for it but be realistic about how many months you really have to take that risk yeah before you're going to put strain on yourself or strain on your family finances that's the thing i'd always say just you know try and do that calculation try and work that out
1: and um this is, I, I'm, I I don't know why I'm throwing this in now, but um, if you had a book that you could recommend that would help um, a new business owner, is there anything that
0: you could suggest?
2: Yeah, if it was beside me, I'd pick it up. Um, Profit First, the guy's name is Mike something. I cannot pronounce it. It's a huge long name, um, but you'll find it anywhere. <clears throat> it's in Easton, it's so on Amazon. Profit First, and his mission is to end, this is his catchphrase, no, not mine, to end entrepreneurial poverty and it's to get away from the idea of like thinking your business is successful but you're bootstrapping it and you're probably like one client away from insolvency it's the idea that like from the early days set up those practices that mean that you can slowly build what you need to make the business sustainable in the future it's a very easy read like obviously coming from my perspective i would have a different take on it but it's it's written for the business owner from the very early days so absolutely worth the read and it will change your mind or how you do things in the back end of your business it will absolutely change how you do things brilliant I'll get if the name but
1: they're, they're, I'll get the name and pop it in the notes um, and yeah. for, for for people as well um so every episode I have my either or section so I have an either or section for you we'll just slide through it Adele um okay. tea or coffee tea face to face or online face to face Sun or slopes? Ooh, some. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Uh, delivering a course or doing year end? Oh,
2: delivering a course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning or teaching? Learning. Podcast
0: or a book?
2: Ooh. Depends on the day. Go I'm not Any book?
1: Corporate or your own business? own business. <laughs> Bubbles or beer? Bubbles. Um, and your bookkeeping or your online programme? <laughs> <laughs> online programme. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to share?
2: No. Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram if anyone wants to reach out Accelerate Accounting. Um, I'm always happy to have a chat if you want to DM me or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you
1: so much. Oh, do you have a website? I would do. Accelerated accountant, Debbie. Lovely. Fabulous. Adele, thank you so much for coming on the Corporate to Calm podcast. No problem. It's been great. Lovely chat. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Calm podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm.